Hey what's up everyone and welcome to another edition of Little Man Big World where we interview wonderful people in our community that your children can look up to. The Pacific Dance Industry. It's not the easiest road to take in terms of choosing a career but it is ever evolving and over the last 10 years it has gained a lot of attention due to the importance of keeping traditional values and cultural values in our communities across the globe. Today, we sit down with Natalie Toivai, aka Siva Mai with Nat. Nat has made a name for herself by gifting the world with her talents across many of the Pacific dance platforms, by teaching and performing in different parts of the world, and as one of the leaders of the amazing Uratabu. So here's her story and what her journey has been like for her so far. We are sitting here with one of my good friends, Natalie. Um, Natalie, thank you very much for coming on. I know it's been a bit of a rush for you today, but thank you for stopping by for these 20 minutes. Um, how you been? All right. Good. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Okay, so we'll get right into it. And um, before we get into this whole um, whole talk about your life in, in the Pacifica dance industry, I know that since I've known you, um, you're a very proud Samoan, but you were also raised in here in New Zealand, but whereabouts in New Zealand were you raised and what was that like for you and your family? Mm. Um, I was raised in Unihanga, it's where oh. that's where um, my parents birthed their, birth, oh my god, <laughs> my parents bought their first home and um, I was there for a majority of my life, I think over 20 years, mm-hmm. and then they moved over to Mangere. Oh. where we now um, live now but um, I guess growing up we didn't have much mum and dad worked hard like any other migrant parents mum was night shift and dad worked uh, as a builder during the day so that they were able to drop us off and pick us up um, from school um, and yeah I mean we weren't the richest family but they were able to give us everything we needed so yep. yeah very grateful for that well, when you're young too, you don't even realise what you don't have until you're older, right? right? Yeah, <laughs> that's so true. And so you go through what primary school, and I know you went to Epsom Girls, um, but what primary school did you go to as well? I went to Onehunga Primary, yeah. and then went to St. Joseph's Onehunga. Oh, true, yeah, so you're a real Onehunga girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then fast forward all through that, um, you go through high school, and I know that um, dance sort of came on seriously in your radar was it in your seventh form year as well where you started to think about it um and then you went to the university of auckland to sort of pursue something in that yeah career eh? um yeah i think obviously most of us started off in the polyfest competitions and it was my last year that um i guess i led the salmon group with one of the other girls and then going into university Obviously, growing up, I always had the passion for dance, um, in particular Siva Samoa. But um, it was when I got to uni that I kind of had the urge to see where it could take me, or I guess where I, how I could challenge myself to take my passion further. Um, and yeah, that's when I decided to audition for Uta in two thousand and thirteen. Oh, okay. Then. So that we yeah, are. That's like not long after you finished high school too. Yeah, so two, that was my second year, second yeah. year uni, yeah. And so you've been part of Taboo since, since then, yeah. Wow, you're a veteran of that. <laughs> but we'll speak about Taboo because they're, they're definitely a group that um, 
as of interest since we first heard of them that we love to watch just because they're different in the way they do Basfika dance. But um, if we can first start off, Urutabu, I've never really understood the name Mm-mm. because I don't understand the culture about it, but yeah. I've never really asked about it till mm-hmm. now. So can you just explain a bit about the name and where it comes from too? Yeah. Um, so ura tabu is made of two words, ura meaning dance in the Cook Island language ah. and then tabu um, or tabu is from the word tabu yeah. um, which means sacred and I guess that's um, a true definition of us as a group and just our style um, that we keep things very raw mm. um, and authentic to the Pacific dance and and, and the roots of that. So um, we we like to tap into some of the things that other groups wouldn't necessarily um, do, but you know, that's the beauty of our culture. And I think we definitely see it as um, a gem that we need to share. So, oh, yeah. yeah, it's very raw what mm-hmm. you guys do, but everyone loves it, so do I. But what does th- what has the group done for you and what, what does it mean to be part of the group for you? Because you've been you wouldn't have loved it if you didn't stay with the group for so long, you know, but I know it means a lot too, but what does it actually, what does this group mean to you? I think first going into it, I, you know, you start off dancing at birthdays <laughs> and yeah. being forced to dance at ball severs and things like that. But when you make the decision to audition for a group that is, you know, set um, and has a specific image um, um, around it, it it kind of really, it really pushed me and challenged me to to see where Pacific dance can take you and it's, Mm. it can be a career um, and you can be a professional Pacific dancer um, if you wanted to be and so Uratabu has definitely given me that platform. Um, It's, it's really put me in situations that have, um, where I've learnt a lot about myself and Mm. my potential and um, also just the environment, the girls are, um, the collective are full of different personalities, (laughs) different backgrounds. You see that in your TikTok dances. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, that's also kind of really helped me grow as a person, um, but also as a dancer, so. Yeah, they've definitely been a huge part of my journey, yeah. Because since Oratabu as well, I know you've done a lot of work with them in shows, you know, not just in New Zealand, but around the world as well. Um, but being part of the Pacific dance industry and, you know, you've you've done some, you've graduated of some pretty cool qualifications from the university. But for you, what's one of the most standout memories as a dancer you've ever had mm-hmm. throughout what the last, yeah, coming on to 10 years, oh, semi-professionally now, so yeah. What's been one of your standout memories as a dancer? Or is there a few? Yeah, there, there's a few. I don't think I could pinpoint one. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when we talk about memories, we usually tend to um, sway to the more positive um, mm. memories. But I think aside from my experience with Urutabu, um, my experience in Hong Kong um, with a group of Samoans, they, an amazing opportunity and um, I loved everything about that and my experience but that also birthed probably one of the um, I guess the the hardest times as a dancer and really um, uh, challenged me to the extent where I actually questioned whether I wanted to stay in the industry. Mm. Um, 
but I was glad that I kind of got over it yeah. after a week or so um, and realized that uh, I shouldn't waste energy worrying about what other people are saying um, when that's my passion and that's something that I love to do. Who is everyone else to stop me from doing that? So yeah. um, that would be like a low light um, in terms of memories. But going back home to Samoa with the girls will always be yes, um, right. hi and a highlight. Just being on, you know, just dancing on your own land, you know, with, to your own people is, is a totally different experience. Um, and it'll always, any any other experience, I've been to Hawaii as well with um, Pipa, mm -hmm. um, thanks to Charlene, and that's also another beautiful memory um, as a dancer. But yeah, definitely being back home is... The, um, that one where you guys went to Samoa, that's when they stayed with your family. Yeah. Is that done? Yeah. yeah. So Those we, videos were cool, man. Yeah. yeah. So we hosted them early on when we went to take the Spiritus Aitu Theatre um, show to Samoa. And I think that was like 2014, maybe. I can't remember. And then just recently for the Te Willa Festival, but also to take our mind and body workshops back home. True. Did yeah. you guys do workshops too? Yeah. So wow. we were so fortunate to be able to go into schools. St. Mary's was one of them um, because our director is an old girl. Ah. Um, we got to work with some of victim support and the ladies there which again that was um, a memorable um, experience and the kids as well we were able to go to the to visit the kids um, and then I got to take them to Savai um, to some of my family there wow. um, and I have um, my auntie and uncle who are Fefeao and Siutu so they hosted us and just yeah there's nothing like being back home oh. uh, yeah I'd have to say there's, um, you touched a bit about on this next question about that experience that sort of questioned whether you wanted to be in the industry and it's usually people's opinions that come in online and stuff like that. At the end of the day, they're just people's opinions and if you feel it in your heart, just continue what to do, right? But, and we go along those borders for this next question, but what's the hardest thing about being a dancer and maybe the hardest thing about being a Pasifika dancer? Mm. Um. I think just being a Pacific woman, um, you have a whole lot of hats that you wear. Yeah. And so when you're put into that context, um, it's hard to just separate you from all those other responsibilities and obligations and just look at that person as just the dancer. Yeah. Um, so you still have that in the back of your mind in terms of how you carry yourself and all of that. But I think the hardest thing I'd say would be discipline. What do you um, mean by discipline? Discipline in the holistic sense. Um, obviously, physically, yeah. Um, I'm a really, I'm a probably one of the most unfittest in our group. Oh, but say. look at you! you know. Yeah, see, <laughs> it's one thing to look a certain way, and another thing to be able to to last a twenty minute um, set. Um, sure. But um, yeah, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and I think, obviously, life happens. And um, when you have so many other responsibilities, trying to remember that and, or to remind yourself um, of what fuels your fire as a dancer. And I think that comes down to discipline, always reminding yourself that um, there is a job to do. Um, and, and, and your purpose mm. um, is a big part of it. And so reminding yourself of that 
um, despite anything else that happens in the background. Um, I think that's a, the biggest thing as a dancer because you can't call yourself a dancer and not be disciplined. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we'll flip that. What's the best thing or most, what you enjoy most about being a dancer? Uh, I love how it makes me feel. Yeah. And um, also how it can make other people feel. Mm. So the people watching you. Um, yeah. It, for me, it's got nothing to do with aesthetic or choreography. Um, if you don't have that connection internally, and um, I think that's something that can't be taught. Mm. And that's why, um, yeah, you can't really pursue it or stay in it for as long as you want if you don't have that passion yeah. that underlining passion yeah if you're just there for the for face yeah. yeah then it probably won't last long to be quite honest yeah because i think i can relate I, when when i hit you up i was actually thinking about dancing and what i enjoyed most about it and i always remember like if i was going through a real tough time when i was dancing it like switched me off for that you know that whole however many minutes yep. and that was the thing I most enjoyed is that you can be in your own world when yep. you're up on that stage you know even when the crowd is stink as yeah. but you know <laughs> that's so true yeah you're up there with your mates and stuff like that yeah yeah definitely um and in your chosen field now I know just from your Instagram um, page you started with the Siva Mai with Nat a lot of a lot of females look up to you and you know not just females as well mm -hmm. people in um, with males, but they actually look up to you in terms of what you dance. Like they see you, they're like, "Oh, that's Natalie. Oh, she's alright." Yeah, <laughs> not that great. But if someone was to come up to you, and maybe you've already had this experience, but if someone was a young child or young person was to come up to you and say, "Hey, Nat, I really wanna, I really wanna be a dancer, the way you do, like in the Pacifica dance industry," what's the key piece of advice or advice you'd actually give them? Mm. I think that first off, I'd just tell them if it's something that they love to do, do it. Um, you don't need a huge stage or a specific event to be able to do it. Um, there's so many other opportunities now. And then, of course, with social media, mm. that's the biggest platform that um, is utilized today. And so if you have a phone or not, just <laughs> do it. I'm, I mean, you got to start somewhere and you won't know. Um, what you can do with that um, love and passion until you actually try it. So, yeah, I would just say, don't worry about anyone else. Just if that's what you love, do it. Be about it. Mm. <laughs> and who's your some of your biggest inspirations or someone you take great inspiration from? Because I'm sure you'll have a, a few people you look up to. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, as a dancer, I grew up watching all the, the mamas, you know, our old aunties and nanas. Um, those are probably at the top of my list in terms of people I look up to in, in terms of dance and yep. just in general as people. Um, but then I don't really know too many people, professional dancers, so I'd have to say um, Shah, okay. our director. Um, and that might sound biased, but she's definitely molded me to the person I am today and the dancer I am. And um, you know, her knowledge and expertise in Pacific dance. Um, I'm still in awe every time I watch her or we 
do workshops and stuff. And, um, you know, we all look up to her because she's like the older sister that um, we all strive to not be like, but just um, be inspired by. Mm. Um, and she's definitely empowered me a lot as a young female um, and going through the different stages in life. Yeah, she's definitely someone I... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think everyone in, in your guys' dance group can actually see that mm. too. Yeah. Um, but as we come to the end of our conversation, what other projects do you have going on at the moment? Surely uh, in this post-COVID world, you'd have something going yeah. on. Yeah, um, <laughs> the girls are working on a theatre show actually, so oh. that'll be in July, I'm pretty sure, so um, should be in social media's outlets um, soon. And then for myself, just choreography. So I have a lot of um, people inquiring for their events, brides, um, bridal parties um, that are wanting um, SIVA sets for, for that. So um, just working on those and yeah, I think that's it. It's actually a good industry to tap into as well. I was thinking, I was like, so many weddings or ladies want and choreographed things that they have to do and yeah. they're always looking for someone who can professionally do it yeah and it's crazy a lot of the um inquiries are from overseas which again is is True. a huge yeah so i get a lot from um australia is a big one mm. and the states um and i have these two girls um who i tutor or have zoom lessons with i'm from hawaii so that's mm. um that all came from that a very humble Instagram <laughs> page that we started off with some mm. yeah interesting um, layouts but um yeah that's it's I, I think it's a blessing that people actually trust me to to work on something for their special day or a special event for them so yeah that's basically what I have and so you do those most of those people just over zoom or something and they're happy to learn that way yeah or I just um, video the whole um, set ah, and just send it through, send it yeah. Through. That's cool. Yeah, then they practice themselves, yeah. <laughs> uh, man, it, I can't even learn via video half the time. So it's like, it's hard because you don't know which, if you're not a dancer, you don't know which right or left the person's going yeah. or like the right and technique like to do it. And angle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's the beauty of it. They can make it <laughs> their own. Well, you touched on your Instagram page. Um, very last question. How can people get in contact with you if they want to work with you? Um, so they can catch me on Instagram. It's mm. at Siva SivaMaiWoodNet um, or via email, SivaMaiWoodNet at gmail.com. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for coming in, bro. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you. So that is it guys that is the story of natalie toivai and if you'd like to get in contact with her just because you want to do some work with her possibly then i will link her instagram handle in the description below now if you have found any of this content valuable or you feel like this content can be valuable to someone else then please feel free to like share or comment on this video but most importantly please subscribe to our youtube channel just so you're notified every time an episode is released but other than that We'll see you on the very next episode of Little Man Big World. Mm.